When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Score North knows it's been a long winter. Time to dream about the warm weather ahead at the 2023 Choice Bank Minnesota Golf Show. Returning to the Minneapolis Convention Center, February 24th through the 26th. For a very limited time, you can get tickets for half price. Visit scorenorth.com right now and use the keyword golfer to save 50% on admission. Your admission ticket also gets you 14 rounds of free golf. Visit scorenorth.com keyword golfer to get this limited deal. See you at the show. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. All right, I've often asked myself, Judd, what's better than one scoop? And I always say it's two scoops, and that's why we have Doogie here not only on Reckless Speculation Thursday, but also Bonus Scoop Tuesday. So it's Judd, it's Declan, and Darren Doogie Wilson, Channel 5 Eyewitness News, Scoop Podcast, Hall of Famer, at least I'm putting you in the Hall of Fame, and also Thursday, a Reckless Speculation Conductor. Uh, Dugs, let's start here. So, so I don't know if there is excitement for the twins but every year around this time is pitchers and catchers report and the big truck with all the gear that left target field probably a week and a half ago pulls up in fort myers sports dad he just gets sort of excited he loves baseball it's just a rebirth of the sport which i hope can get things right (laughs) so let's start there let's start with twins and i'm going to start you with this one it feels like this roster is fairly set except for a topic that we have talked about a ton, or at least you have, and that's the bullpen. Um, the last time that we spoke, Michael Fulmer was still out there, and you continued to say they haven't called. He, over the weekend, signed with the Cubs. So where do things stand with a bullpen that I think they expect big things from but definitely didn't get them consistently last year? Well, hello, Judd. Hello, Declan. Love is in the air. <laughs> For more than Valentine's Day. Happy like Valentine's Day to both of you, by the way. Thank, Thank you for your flexibility yeah. and us taping a little bit earlier than normal so I can have lunch with my lovely bride. But yeah, love is in the air because pitchers and catchers officially report. Now, many guys are already down there, have been down there, but officially report to Twin Spring Training tomorrow, Wednesday the 15th. All players report, what is it, next Monday or is it Sunday? We on the TV side will have a crew that's down there starting on Sunday, and our coverage will ramp up next Monday night. So, I mean, that just tells you that a lot is going on down in Fort Myers. But, yeah, Judd, I wonder if they eventually make a move to add to the bullpen. But you're right. Michael Fulmer agrees to a deal. Now, I'll tell you what. Ken Rosenthal puts out the tweet over the weekend. There has been literally nothing after that. So I just wonder, is there anything up with the physical? When will the physical take place? But there is a verbal agreement in place. But yes, Judd, I've been saying for the better part of about a month and a half that the Twins were just not engaged on Michael Fulmer. I'm not quite sure why. Derek Falvey on December 20th, when I was there, when a few of us got to meet Joey Gallo, Derek Falvey told me on the record, yes, there is interest in resigning Michael Fulmer. But Judd, the actions did not back up 
those words. It was crickets. It really was. So the Twins just did not make any push to retain Michael Fulmer. Chaffin, Andrew Chaffin comes off the board. Capable lefty. Not sure you want him facing many righties, but capable lefty. He comes off the board, too, over the weekend to the Arizona Diamondbacks. Same deal. The Twins were never engaged on Chaffin. But I will tell you this much. The Twins have been engaged on former Chaska High School star Brad Hand. Coming off a one-year deal with the Philadelphia Phillies. Three-time All-Star. Has that really good slider. Now, we can debate at this point, as Brad is what now, 32-ish? Like, how much he has left in the tank? Like, he was really, really good, right? 16, 17, 18, 19. But now as we sit here in 23, how good is Brad Hand? But there is Twins interest in Hand. I will add, Judd, starting tomorrow, people have been wondering this, I will tell you, the day is tomorrow, Wednesday the 15th, the Twins can officially move guys to the 60-day injured list. That would be Chris Paddock. That would be Royce... Lewis, in terms of creating a 40-man spot, it's also Matt Cantorino, right? You can do some stuff to create roster openings. So I just wonder, connecting some dots, knowing the Twins have interest in at least one reliever. Now, Judd, there's some other good relievers out there. Matt Moore, Zach Britton, or at least guys that are capable to semi-capable. Somebody that I think could help them at least for half the season. You know, like if you want to start Moran in St. Paul, but you want a second lefty in the bullpen next to Caleb Fielbar, there are lefties available. It doesn't necessarily have to be Brad Hand, but I can just tell you, just based on my own reporting, there is interest, at least at this point, in Hand. As of Tuesday morning, as we sit here Tuesday morning, the 14th of February, my understanding is a formal offer has not been made. So there's still a ways to go, right? I mean, interest doesn't always necessarily equal, hey, a formal offer will be made. So as we sit here Tuesday morning at 941 Central Time, the Twins have not made Brad Hand an offer. Dude, yeah, I feel like, uh, and, and I know you've been plugged in with him before, I feel like we've heard for like the last three or four winners or some or so, or, or, or trade deadlines that the Twins, Brad Hand, always have a connection, but then obviously, um, you know, he ends up somewhere else. He had, was a great all-star closer, I believe, in Cleveland, San Diego before that. So he, he's had some stops here. Um, do you feel like it's actually this time it might be a little bit closer to them landing, you know, the Chaska native and, and him potentially getting here uh, compared to previous seasons when the Twins have shown interest? Well, I mean, there's more than the Twins, right, Declan, kicking the tires, right? I mean, I was told at one point going back a few weeks, upwards of six teams. Now, the question, Declan, is of those six, how many are willing to offer him a major league contract versus how many are offering him a minor league deal with, you know, some sort of guarantee, hey, if you make the opening 26-man roster, you know, you're guaranteed or, you know, prorated, whatever, two and a half or three million or something like that. Or would somebody sign him to an outright major league deal, put him automatically on the 26-man roster at something like two and a half to three million dollars? He made six last year. I can't imagine anybody touches that number. Relievers at this point are signing on one-year deals. You're not giving him any sort of multi-year deal. I would be shocked if it got to that point. So you're looking at, you know, hey, will anybody offer a major league deal? I'm not quite sure the Twins would offer a major league deal at this point. Even after they create the 40-man spots, I'm not sure they would go to that point. Right, Declan? Like I said two weeks ago on Gurriel, you know, one of the better hitters still on the market, that the Twins have interest. 
but on a minor league deal, not a major league deal. Now, I will keep an eye on that situation also, in addition to hand, in addition to some other relievers, as these 40-man moves take place starting tomorrow with these 60-day injured list moves to create these 40-man roster spot openings. So I will keep an eye on that. But I don't know if I'm quite to that point yet, Declan. I know there's been interest in the past. It almost has seemed inevitable. You know, the kid that went to high school here in the Twin Cities, second-round pick of the Florida Marlins way back when, before they were the Miami Marlins, climbed the ladder, former starting pitcher, made the transition pretty seamlessly to the bullpen. You know, so good for so long, right? But, you know, now on the backside, of his career. I'm not quite sure, Declan, it's like on the cusp of happening, just knowing that there's a few other teams, you know, at least kicking the tires, if not more, but there's definitely been some conversations. I think we also have to um, be prepared for the potential that it looks like, and this can be debated, but Falvey might be pretty comfortable with, with what he has in the pen right now. And I think that the prevailing theory, probably correctly, is that they're going to have to kick at least one guy who could be a starter in their mind to the pen, potentially not St. Paul. And look, I mean, I know it's hard to believe, but they brought back Pagan. They clearly think there's something there. So, like, I think there might be a disconnect between the fan base and the media's thoughts on the bullpen dudes and what the team thinks, which is we're going to get guys back. We're going to have a guy who could have been a starter out there. And so while they certainly could sign a guy, I don't think it's a big of a need and slam dunk as perhaps we're talking about in our well, minds. Yeah, it may not be. But the fact that they've at least made some inquiries makes me think that they are open-minded. But sure, they have some guys that certainly, you know, they can run with. Like if this is the opening bullpen, I don't think it's a train wreck. Yeah, they do think there's a lot more there with Pagan. I've tried to say that going back a long time. Like, the end result wasn't necessarily surprising. You know, it shouldn't have been if if you listen to us pretty religiously, or at least semi-religiously. I just don't think you should have been outwardly shocked on that one. But, like, they think there's a lot more with Lopez, right? Like, they think the pitcher that we saw in Baltimore, the guy they traded for, there's more there. Like, his two-month run at the end of 2022 was uninspiring, but they clearly feel like there's more there. Okay, Duran, like stud. Okay, Fieldbar, they love. They still like McGill. But, like, I'm talking about a guy like Moran, right? So if you want that second lefty in the pen, could you sign somebody like Hand or a different lefty, then push Moran to St. Paul? Moran will help you at some point, but he doesn't need to help you in April. Those are the types of decisions, I think, that they're kicking around. But you're right. I mean, at this point, it looks like Bailey Ober. Long reliever, you know, and then like we don't even talk anymore about Randy Dobnak, who's on a guaranteed contract, who's not on the 40 man. Our Tribune today. But is it possible? Is it possible that there might still be something there with Randy? Right. And, you know, there's some other guys that they'll have in camp that maybe have a chance. Now, I see guys like, you know, Louis Varland, Simeon Woods Richardson. Yes, at some point helping the Twins in 2023, but starting the season with the St. Paul Saints. Yes, yes. Um, As far as we know, and it feels like there's an assumption about this, and I always feel like, or I don't always, I feel like it's become a dangerous assumption, Darren. As far as we know, is Byron Buxton showing up healthy? Because, you know, that whole thing last year and the knee thing was, we, you know, Rocco Baldelli introduced the word chronic. 
which means it's a problem. When Byron Buxton shows up to spring training, is he is he considered to be as close to 100% as Byron Buxton can be? Well, I'm glad you brought this up. Here's my understanding, and Rocco Baldelli at Dunkers in January alluded to this idea, that spring training is going to be divided into thirds for Buxton. So that final third leading into opening day will be okay playing, if it's not nine innings, you know, whatever it might be, six or seven innings. But point is, Judd, it's going to be a slow buildup. Now, my understanding is he feels really, really good. They really feel like this latest surgery was a win, a big-time win. But I'm just telling you, Judd, like, don't fully expect to see Buxton doing crazy stuff on February 25th <laughs> in the Grapefruit League opener. Right? I think that's the day that they open. That's Saturday. Yep. Maybe it's yes. that Sunday, the 26th. No, but, you're, you're correct. It's like, 25th. don't expect to see crazy stuff on the 25th. Right? And I don't have exactly what these one-thirds are going to look like, but it's going to be a slow buildup. Right? So one-third, one-third, one-third. So go ahead, look at the calendar. He reports, you know, well, heck, he's been down there, but officially reports on Monday, February 20th. So divide from February 20th until what's opening day, like March 26th, something like that. Divide those, what, five and a half, six weeks into thirds, and that will be the buildup to getting him ready for opening day. Doogie, what's uh, the status, too, of Kenta Maeda? I know, uh, I believe he'll be reporting to spring training. He had Tommy John, what, about 18 months ago now. Is the hope that he will be ready by the time opening day rolls in six weeks? What's kind of the tentative plan with Kenta Maeda? Yeah, he's good to go, Declan. So, I mean, if the Twins had been playing meaningful games in September, he was ready to go in September, right? I mean, he had ramped up his activity at Target Field. But based on the landscape of where the Twins were, It just didn't make sense to push it at all. Like, if there was a reason to push it, they would have. Like, he felt like he was ready in September. So, undoubtedly, he is ready to go here in February. Tyler Malley's shoulder is said to be feeling good. You know, he's thrown enough of these bullpen sessions here in the winter when he's had to ramp up to be ready for spring training. So, my understanding is Malley right now feels good. But that's another situation we will have to keep an eye on. Alex Kirilov has been swinging, but that's going to be another slow buildup. Like, let's not expect to see Alex Kirilov going all out on February 25th after that major wrist surgery. But those are other guys to keep an eye on injury-wise. So Super Bowl is done, Dukes. So now the fun can start because now now we get into just the meat of the reckless speculation, the combine, which is outstanding. Which which is when a deal which is when deals really start to be agreed to, despite the fact that the legal tampering period has not started. Uh, the Vikings are going to hold a Wednesday press conference to officially in- introduce Brian Flores as defensive coordinator. What Vikings team do you have? And and I feel like now is the official sort of launching pad of when it's going to get intriguing. Lots of names out there, lots of thoughts, lots of workouts. Uh, just go on on in any Vikings team that you might have in your scoop bag. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. Yeah, I mean, it really does take off today, more so tomorrow at 1 o'clock Central when Flores, when Kevin O'Connell will speak with us. But then even more so two weeks from today when everybody is in Indianapolis for the start of the combine. That, to me, is when it really, really takes off. But, yes, 
You're right. I'm with you. Yeah, I mean, in some ways, it absolutely is taking off. Right now, there was the Patrick Peterson cryptic tweet over the weekend, which I'm sure you guys dove into on Purple Daily. Not even quite sure what the heck that tweet meant. But Not yet. We didn't know. It was a talker. Okay, well, you know, Declan, maybe you can pull up the tweet. I saw it. was it. like I an don't... emoji or multiple emojis. Yeah. I don't even know what the heck he was, he was trying to get at. I did, though. I mean, guilty as charged. Hook, line, and sinker. He got me. I did capture that, that screenshot, sent it to somebody. That person, unfortunately, did not text me back, but it got me wondering. I mean, the moves we know, Judd, for sure. The restructuring of a Brian O'Neill contract, you know, that that situation, like that is going to happen. He's not going to take a pay cut or anything, but that's an easy one to restructure, create some cap space. They are going to pursue an extension with TJ Hawkinson, that I can tell you. Then after that, we wonder. Right. I mean, Adam Thielen on, you know, the Pat McAfee show on first take, right. Making the national media rounds last week at the Super Bowl, you know, pointing to, Hey, you know, we're working on some things, right. Like the Vikings are not paying him the money he has currently on his contract. So like, if he wants to be back, it's a pay cut. It's not a restructure. It's a cut. Don't right. And we all know Adam Thielen, we've been saying this for weeks, but I mean, Adam Thielen isn't playing for the Vikings at a cap number of nearly $20 million. So that situation will play itself out. But, you know, I absolutely can see Adam Thielen somewhere else in 2023, him finishing his career elsewhere, not in purple. It's the business, right? Nothing overly personal, right? You know, heck, Adam does a lot of good stuff. Walter Payton, man of the year for the Vikings. We love the guy. Not in right? question. But not it's question. A business. It's a business. So, you know, you need to make a move on something like that. You know, and Dalvin Cook, you know, I mean, just piggybacking on what I said last week, my understanding is, you know, he's not real interested in any sort of pay cut. So do they trade him or do they outright release him? This draft is loaded with running backs. You can find a good running back third day, right? Comparable to Damian Pierce, Isaiah Pacheco. Yep. There are other examples, but you look Great. at those two guys, day three picks last year, you can find a running back late in this draft that can help you. What were the Vikings in 2022, Judd? 62% pass, 38% run. Was it about that or 61-39? Yeah. Or was it, it closer to 60-40? It was very one-sided. Yeah, I mean, I think it was maybe like 62-38, but maybe it was closer to 60-40. But they threw the ball way more than they ran the ball. Now, I will tell you, in exit interviews, they told the running backs, hey, our bad. We wanted to run the ball more. but I'm telling you, this time last year at the Combine, Quasey was telling people coming from Cleveland that he had this vision of not quite Hunt and Chubb running mm-hmm. the ball as often as they do with the Browns, but that they were going to run the ball a decent amount. Then what took place in September, October, November was the opposite of those words. So mm-hmm. to me, words don't mean a whole lot. Exit interviews mid-January, right? I still think Kevin O'Connell wants to pass the ball a ton. So. I don't think that is going to change. Maybe 62-38 next season turns into, you know, 59-41 or 58-42, right? But they're still going to pass the ball a lot more than they run the ball. So they can run the ball more in 2023, but they're still going to pass the ball a lot. So I would continue to keep an eye on the Dalvin Cook situation. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now. And if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. And you didn't even mention the juiciest thing, which, by the way, should get done, but certainly could lead to some contentious discussions, and that is the contract extension for Justin Jefferson. Because Quasi said at the end of the year press conference that that has started, called it champagne problems. I got news for, for you, Quasi. When you sit down with the agents in Indy, over a shrimp cocktail and a juicy steak at St. Elmo's and glass of champagne. This won't be a champagne problem. It's going to be a financial problem. Um, you know, I, I think when, I think when that envelope with the contract proposal is pushed across the table, Dukes, it's going to be a very intriguing discussion there because I mean, Justin Jefferson is going to want to rightfully so be the highest paid wide receiver in a league where those guys are paid now. And that is quarterback money. And that is going to force the Vikings hand. So I do think, although I think it gets done for sure, I do think it's going to be a very interesting dynamic into the financial future of this team because it's going to basically force you quarterback wise to go try and find a young one on a rookie contract because of what Jefferson's payday is going to be. You tell me what you've heard, but what Quasey told us, what the Jefferson camp on background is putting out there, don't necessarily match. Like, I'm not quite sure there's been the Jefferson truly camp. healthy dialogue. I've that. heard. There will be, I, but yeah. I'm not quite sure it's happened yet. I've heard, Doogie, that the Jefferson, what you're hearing from the Jefferson camp is more true. Let's just say. Let's and just, it can pick up, like, Judd, they will meet in Indianapolis. Like, I yes. can tell you that. Of course they, they will. They will sit down. But it's going to be, you know, up, yeah. whether it's two weeks from tonight, two weeks from tomorrow, they are going to sit down to start to have some healthy dialogue. But I'm just telling you, my understanding is that healthy dialogue really hasn't taken place yet. No, 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 no. They've touched base. Like, like this happened. Uh, the the last the last prominent Vikings player that I recall this unfolding with was Adrian Peterson. And if you remember, there was a late night at the combine where Rob Brzezinski and Ben Dagra, who represented AP, perhaps after a few cocktails, were screaming at each other in public and everybody heard it, okay? Hard to believe Ben would do that. And that's AP. <laughs> so, like, I mean, that, that's a good player at the time. The point is, yes, there have, I'm sure, been preliminary talks. But the Vikings are going to have an idea of what they would like Jefferson to take. Also, keep in mind, guaranteed cash. He's going to go after a largely guaranteed contract, and he should. But I mean, this is this is a long way, in my opinion, from slam dunk, easy peasy. It should be. It won't be. No, it won't be when we're talking about making him the highest paid non-quarterback. So not only the highest paid wide receiver, but also the highest paid every other position outside Correct. of quarterback. He's got some powerful agents. He really does, right from a powerful agency. 
they're not going to mess around. They're just not. They're well aware that the cap will continue to go up, up, up. I'm just telling you, they are going to chase the largest contract in NFL history for a non-quarterback. So are the Vikings willing to dance with those terms? That's what we'll find out soon enough. Uh, Final scoops for us, Dukes. What do you got? Well, how about the Wolves last night? For three quarters, I mean, outside of the win in Indiana, for 36 minutes, as well as they've played all year. Now, fourth quarter, they missed some box outs, gave up some offensive rebounds, Kyrie Irving, you know, some ridiculous shot making, some missed free throws. Thought Anthony Edwards took a couple questionable shots, but how good was Ant last night? Wasn't good on Friday in Memphis. So good last night. Just a reminder, he won't be 22 until August. Doing all this at 21 years old. But you can see the instant chemistry. Conley with Gobert. You know, they connected on a couple opportunities. Then you saw Finch learn his lesson from a few weeks ago that, hey, when the other team in crunch time goes small, it doesn't make sense to have Rudy on the floor. So he mm. went to the bench at six minutes. Nice. Now, Finch said post game. His plan initially was to bring back Rudy at the three-minute mark. But the way that game was flowing, you couldn't bring back Rudy. Chris was shrewd in that regard. Didn't bring back Rudy. So Rudy was so good the first three quarters, did not play the final six minutes. But, like, you can see the way the ball moves with Conley. And then, you know, you envision Cat being back at some point here in the next two-ish, three-ish weeks. Right, I mean, Cat initially, you know, even if Cat just stands there and hits threes, I mean, that will be the fascinating part of this is how does Cat adapt, knowing this is now Ant's team, right? Initially, to me, Cat should just stand there, catch and shoot, right? We know how great of a shooter Cat is. You know, Mike's going to get you some open looks. Just make those open looks adjust gradually. I hope Cat doesn't go all in his first few games trying to be hero. But, yeah, I mean, that was an encouraging win. That's one of those wins you look at, Judd, and say, okay, well, you lose to Detroit twice, you lose at Houston, you lose at Charlotte, you lose to the Spurs, right? Like, those are really bad losses. You need to come up with some wins that offset some of these really bad losses. That was one of those wins. I don't think a lot of people said in Kyrie's Dallas home debut that the Wolves would find a way to win. So that was a really, really nice win Last night should win on Thursday, heading into the All-Star break to get the Wizards here on Thursday night. Judd, I think it'll come down to the final three games, really. I mean, you know, will they be in the play-in, or will they just outright capture a playoff spot? Still don't see them top four. Not even sure I see them in the five. So, to me, they are either the six seed or the seven or the eight, possibly the nine. But, like, I think it'll come down to those final three games. You know, can they vault up to that six seed, avoid the play-in, or will they be in the play-in once again? Doogie, great stuff. We'll talk to you Thursday, okay? I'll also add something I didn't mention last Thursday with our trade deadline recap. Actually, it was Friday. You know, I mentioned how the one trade they thought they had nearly done was Bones Highland. But Jalen Noel drew interest not only from Detroit, which was out there, but also Phoenix and Toronto. But Detroit is interesting because that's a team with cap space this summer. So now it's known, you know, it was sort of known behind the scenes. That was kind of the team I was alluding to that I knew of a team with cap space this summer that likes Jalen Noel. Well, you know, Detroit, you know, 
put its cards on the table, at least, you know, behind the scenes enough where it was going to leak out that, you know, they had some trade interest in, in Jalen, who wasn't all that good last night, but, you know, he was good the previous couple games. So maybe Jalen, you know, going back to the Utah game, the Memphis game, maybe Jalen now with D'Angelo gone, maybe that will help Jalen Noel's game the rest of the year. Awesome stuff, dudes. Thank you. Okay, take it easy, boys. Yeah.